0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. This presentation is basically the keynote speech that I've been giving out uh, when visiting uh, my old college, where I went to school, university, for my people across the pond. Shout out to my UK fan base the last three episodes. I got you. What's good? Uh, Okay. So I shared this with the students, and I tried recording it, and um, I had a mask on, and it just sounded like I was screaming at people like this the whole time you know it was just weird this is for students that are just leaving school this is for people that are maybe in their journey but feel a little bit lost or maybe just people who want to learn more about my journey and i just want to do it at scale this is for you guys so i'm going to read through it like i would do it if i was at you know at school okay here we go hello my I'm Rob Johnston, uh, a New York-based designer and photographer, and I'm also the founder of this podcast, Meet the Creatives. I created this podcast to bridge the gap between entry-level creatives and the industry's best. Already, I'm going to jump in here. Um, I live in New Jersey, but I uh, grew up in New York. I was born in Pennsylvania, but um, saying you're a New York-based designer sounds cooler. Uh, Through the podcast, live events, and various social platforms, I am building a community that connects thousands of entry-level creatives from around the world. Uh, The show has featured guests from companies like Google, Facebook, Nike, Pinterest, and more. And then I have a slide which shows all the different places that I've been to. Just so you guys know, because I feel like there's so many new people, I'll just go through a few of them. I went to ESPN headquarters. Shout out Cesar Lopez. I uh, learned about the X Games there. NASCAR. I met some really cool people through the Sasha group, and I got to go to my first NASCAR race with them and to go behind the scenes and meet my favorite uh, NASCAR driver. By the way, low key obsessed with NASCAR. I am very much so of like the '90s Jeff Gordon generation, and I'm still all about it. Let's see who else we have on here. I went to Sesame Street. I got lost, by the way, on the way of going to Sesame Street. And in a panic, I just screamed out to somebody. I was like, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? And she's like, you realize what you just said. She probably thought I was on drugs, but uh, that's kind of a funny story. I love that. And she knew it where I was talking about, thank God, and worked at Sesame Street. So um, shout out to Sarah Rebar and the amazing people at Sesame Street. Um, here are some of the people I've met in my journey so far. And I'm going to put this PDF in the link in, in the description. I always say that. I really do. But if you want it, hit me up. These are some of the, my favorite people that I've met, by the way. That's why they're in here. Uh, Lisa Smith, executive creative director at Jones Knowles Ritchie. Um, She did incredible work uh, with Dunkin' Donuts. And what's so cool is all this work was photographed in addition with obviously like other people. But uh, Mari Giuliano, who was just on the show. A lot of the slides that are in this presentation are from my friend uh, Mari, my new friend. So that's pretty cool. Joanne Chan, CEO at Turner Duckworth. Uh, Turner Duckworth was behind... The Amazon logo, Joanne Chan, amazing, amazing person. Probably the nicest person that I've met on this podcast. 180 people, like they can't all be winners. But Joanne Chan like wrote me this nice like handwritten note. And she gave me a book and she was really, really cool. So uh, you all should be, all of you, including the people that have been on this podcast, should be more like Joanne Chan. Okay. Joanne has grace, elegance, and is amazing. Colin Watkinson, director of photography of The Handmaid's Tale, I was literally watching The Handmaid's Tale one time with my wife, and I was like, this is the most beautifully filmed show I've ever seen in my entire life. I went to the end credits. I saw a director of photography, Colin Watkinson, and I was like, boom, here we go. I'm going to interview this guy, and he got back right away. And the whole like team from The Handmaid's Tale um, is super supportive of the show, and um, it's really awesome. It's so cool. Like I, I was on um, Instagram the other day, and I saw that somebody liked this post, and I went to go see who it was, and it was the makeup artist. His name escapes me. I'm really, really sorry, but if you're listening to this, what's up, bro? I love you. You're the fucking man. Uh, Yeah, so cool. So I love The Handmaid's Tale, and to have Colin on the show was really cool, and I was nervous as shit, and then he sent me over these like really um, 4K HD huge files of Um, like Elizabeth Moss and stuff. I got so nervous. I was like, oh no, what if I'm way over my head. And Colin was just mad cool. But he worked on some of the most amazing, iconic shots of The Handmaid's Tale. But like actually though, I'm not even just saying that because he was in the show. When he sent over the screenshots on some of the the scenes that he had put together there, like the most iconic visual shots um, of the show. So shout out Colin Watkinson. I cannot wait for that show to come back on. Imagine... Working with Elizabeth Moss every day, I mean, come on. Elizabeth Moss, Oh, in my heart, will always be Peggy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Mad Men. Shout out my favorite show ever, except for season six and seven, which were a train wreck. Let's call a spade a spade. Along that same line of people I cannot believe that i met over the years, these two have to be the most insane. So... I literally had my first girlfriend break up with me because I was so obsessed with The Killers. And all I wanted to do when I came over her house was watch The Killers on repeat. Uh, That was like right when Blu-ray came out. I'm showing kind of how young I am here, but... She literally broke up with me because I paid more attention to Brendan Flowers and The Killers than I did to her. So the fact that I had the touring photographer and lighting designer, literally the guy who makes the light show for The Killers, I'm friends with both of them. Especially uh, Rob is like very busy and not so active on social, but I talk to Stephen Douglas like every day on Facebook. It's so cool. One day when the world is a normal place, I am going to go to a show and... Uh, my dream in life is to stand at the board and watch how it's all done with Stephen Douglas or maybe you know shoot alongside Rob Loud Rob Loud has moved to Nashville I think he was in Brooklyn we were supposed to be best friends but then he moved to the south sell out no I'm just kidding I love you Rob you're the man you are my fucking hero bro somebody told me that you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend I'm Mr. Brightside Jealousy I've had Paul Share on the show. That was really cool. I interviewed her on my birthday in like 2017. A much more simple time. Malika Favre. I, I can't say it. I've been trying for forever. I've had my French friends. have. Uh, there's some sort of thing where like you don't move your tongue. I just say it real like white guy, real like American. Malika Favre. 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 It's so hard. I can't do it. There is a way though. And uh, the my French audience is probably hysterically laughing. There are other French uh, names that are coming up which I can pronounce better, but Malika is an icon. Gemma O'Brien was on the show. I love Gemma. Oh, this is the French one that I can say. If you're French and you have a French accent, wee oui, wee, oui, you say Matthew Beton. I I just pretend to be the the candle from Beauty and the Beast and I say Matthew Beton. Matthew is a Grammy. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew is a. Matthew Beton is a Grammy-nominated Leica ambassador, photographer, and designer. And he's another person I found through Instagram and through just stalking the shit out of people. And John Mayer has always been really, really great about tagging the photographers that he works with. Uh, By the way, uh, if you're ever wondering who is my favorite uh, person in the world, that's John Mayer. And and the same answer is true for who, uh, like, dream guest for the show, John Mayer. So, John, if you're listening, and we know that you are. Uh, please come on the show born and raised my favorite album if you're wondering okay uh matthew baton has worked literally with everyone john mayer uh he's dave Chappelle's uh, like um you know like house photographer i'm not really sure what the word is there but he's like dave Chappelle's like best friend and photographer he's worked with john stewart lenny kravitz uh, uh quincy jones the list goes on and on and on uh, matthew baton matthew baton is the man He's also an, another one of those people that's sort of like my idol and I would like to love the opportunity uh, to get to spend more time with him. He's very cool and very chill and very mellow. So the reason I shared all those people with you is not to flex on you, although it is what's up. Shout out to my guidance counselor who told me I never amount to nothing. This episode's for you. Um, <laughs> no, but the reason why <laughs> I share all those people is if my dumbass can reach out uh, to all these people and get in touch with them, so can you. And I want to share some of the things that I've learned so far in my journey. Okay, here we go. World's greatest cocktail party. Here we go. Okay, what if I told you, wait, I have to use my NPR voice. What if I told you that right now in New York City, I just realized that this doesn't necessarily work with COVID, but go along with it. What if I told you right now in New York City, in Brooklyn, tonight, There is going to be the best, world's greatest cocktail party (laughs) in the world. Everyone will be there. Literally everyone. Executives from Apple, Google, Nike, Facebook, Meta, sorry. (laughs) They're all going to be there. Mathieu Baton, he's going to be there too. People from The Killers, Handmaid's Tale, you name it, they're going to be there. Gemma O'Brien's going to be painting a mural. The girls from Pander Design are going to be also doing a mural on the other side of the party. This is going to be the networking opportunity of a lifetime. Everybody in the creative field will be there. You will be allowed to rub elbows with chief creative officers, chief marketing officers, chief hard officers. They're all going to be there. James Orsini is going to be there. Gary V is giving the keynote. Are we all going? Just so we're clear we're all going, right? You wouldn't want to fuck that up. You wouldn't want to have plans when the world's greatest cocktail party is happening, right or wrong. Audibly say out loud in your car or on your run or on the treadmill, wherever you are right now, are you going to that party? I can not hear you. You go. We're going? Okay, so it's decided. We're going. So not just because of uh, restrictions and everything like that going on right now and Literally every party being canceled, which kind of sucks. I'm a DJ. It's like not good for me, but it's not a real thing, but it is a real thing. We live in the greatest time ever for human communication and networking. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This podcast is a testament to that. You can reach out to literally anybody and get in touch with them if they choose to get back in touch with you. If they were there, you'd shoot your shot. You would say it, like, right? Like if you saw them, like if you were walking by and you're like, holy shit, dude, I love it. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And then they might keep walking. or they might go, oh, that's great. What do you love about our agency? What's your name? Oh, nice to meet you. It's out there. It literally is out there. And the opportunity to meet anybody you want to is just at your fingertips. You cannot underestimate your own fear and self-doubt and how much it can and will get in the way. It is not natural to reach out to that many people and do it in a way that is sincere and that is genuine. Most people don't. That's why most people get no's. Most people that I interact with message me and go, hey, Rob, I just want to let you know I love your podcast so much. It was really great. That interview with Lisa Smith was super awesome and really inspiring. Really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. Cheers. All the best. And I'm like, ah. This is great. I have a moment where I feel validated and I feel like my podcast is working and I no longer feel the need to go to therapy. Um, And then I say, thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate it. That means a lot. Have a great day. Cheers, Rob. And then like a half a millisecond goes by and I get a message back that says, (laughs) and it happens every, I'm laughing because it happens every time. It's like, would recommend my boss for this podcast, or, or, or you know, like some, there's always some transactional thing about it. You can't be transactional. But if you just went up to somebody, and were like, yo, just so you know, Matthew Baton, you're the fucking man. I love your work for John Mayer. One day I want to be like you and, and take pictures with you. He might be like, bro, hold up one second. Nice to meet you. Let's get to know each other better. World's greatest cocktail party. It's upon us. You're living in it right now. And not to capitalize on like a shitty moment, but everyone's home. I met the craziest people in in my life during this time um, when people are stuck at home, and any opportunity to get away from their kids is uh, welcome and accepted. So um, that piece of advice is free and weird, but free. Moving on, your work might suck, and you don't even know it. Now, before you're like, "Dude, your work sucks," okay? The audio on your last six podcasts have been terrible. I I, I know, I know. Hear me out. When I was in school, I had very little frame of reference for what was good design, what was good photography. I don't know that I would know necessarily what it looked like. And so when you're first leaving, you might be the best in your competition skill set of like 17 people or whatever that are in your class or your Zoom group or whatever. As you get out into the real world, you start to realize that the level of competition is actually much higher than you think it is. And so over time, your work will continue to evolve and grow. And it's sort of a never-ending thing. You're sort of like chasing this carrot. You're never really going to get it sort of thing. But it's important to be humble, especially when first leaving school or setting out on your journey or starting a new craft. If you are constantly sending out your resume and you're hearing nothing, and I'm not talking about people getting back in touch saying, oh, this is great, and then dropping the ball and ghosting you, you're hearing nothing. Over and over and over again. Rather than getting on LinkedIn and like saying about how like the industry doesn't care, just look at your work. It might suck. It might be time to take another Peter McKinnon YouTube video and learn something new and tweak something or ask your friends and you know ask somebody other than your mom for your feedback. And one of the things that I did in my journey um, to becoming a better photographer and a better designer was it was really scary, but I forced myself to do it based off of like everything that I just told you guys, was I reached out to my favorite people, all my favorite designers and people that I want to work for. And I was like, hey, I don't. I actually like did reverse psychology. I said, I don't want a job. I know that my work sucks right now. How can I fix it? And so many people got back. And they were actually a lot nicer than I than I thought that they were. No one's really going to it back and be like super mean, you know? You know, so much of these things are self-constructed within our own brains. Like, no one's going to be like, who do you, like, you're not going to reach out to somebody and they're gonna be like, who do you think you are? Like, that's not going to happen. That's just not how it is. It's how it is in your brain, how it is, like, how your ego constructs things in your brain. But that's not really how it is. So whether it's getting feedback or whether it's finding out what went wrong, or if you got fired from a job, just, you know, ask why. Here's the story. One time when I worked at BuzzFeed, I worked at BuzzFeed Product Labs and I bullshitted my way through this interview. And I it was really bad because I sort of made like a bad look for my friend who recommended me. I was like, yeah, 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 I could, I could do all that. And I couldn't. And uh, spoiler alert, if you can't do it, you will get found out. And um, I had a talk with uh, my creative director who I'm going to stop saying his name on the podcast because it was a long time ago and it's probably super weird to do that. But he had this conversation with me and it really um, made an impression with me and stuck with me. He said, and this might seem kind of rude, but it's it's not. Like, it's just the truth. He said that at McDonald's, if somebody can't make cheeseburgers, they don't stop making cheeseburgers. They just go find somebody else who knows how to make cheeseburgers. You need to find out how to properly make a cheeseburger in this analogy. I did not deserve to work at a product like upstart BuzzFeed wild crazy office when my dumbass didn't even know how to do clipping masks. But for years I would just be like, they never give kids a chance. Listen, dude, no one's going to risk their job for you and your clunky, weird, late misspelled designs. Just not how it is. It's not personal. And if you take it personal, um, I did, I know, I know that I did, so I'm not trying to pass like too much judgment, but it's not a good place to be in. So your work might suck and you don't even know it. Make a better cheeseburger. You dig? Okay. I love this next one. I call this the Google challenge. And it's right in line with the last two points that I had there about the cheeseburger and about your work might suck and you don't even know it. If you don't know how to do something, Google it. There's nothing out there that you cannot Google. It's all there. All of it. Literally everything you might have to search. And if you can't find it, there are plenty of discussion boards out there and Reddit and Twitter. The Designers Guild, I learned about that from Julie Zhu. Shout out, Julie Zhu. And yeah, there's nothing you can't find out. LinkedIn Learning is really great. Peter McKinnon for photography. Casey Neistat, obviously, for the vloggers out there. There are a million different tutorials and ways to rearrange your room and five ikea hacks to make your working space better it's all out there on the internet stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself nobody cares make a better cheeseburger i think i might call this podcast today make a better cheeseburger normally i would go around the room and do this but you're going to do this at home or on the treadmill or as you're walking with a big box as you are now leaving your office that you've been just kicked out of again uh, and now going back to remote work this one's for you okay outside of design and creative and photography and film and all that different stuff, I want you to answer this in your head. What are you into? I'm waiting. Say it out loud. What are you into? Oh, really? Cool, great. Now, if you never try, you'll never know. That's a direct quote from Chris Martin from Coldplay. I want you to send a message Right now to anybody who works at that thing. Reach out to literally all of them. Remember the cocktail party? If you could rub elbows with any of them and like try it out, just do it. What are they gonna say? (laughs) Like, think of I know it's really nerve-wracking, but really genuinely think about it. What are they gonna say to you? Who do you think you are? I am the chief marketing officer of the New York Jets. They're not gonna do that. It's not gonna happen. That's not how real life works. That's how fear works. Rationalizes why you shouldn't do shit in your head. you should do it, bro. Because if they respond to me, they will respond to you. So send that message right now. And you go like, yeah, totally. That's straight facts, bro. You get me fired up, like word. Everything you say makes so much sense, and you don't do it, and it's limiting to you. And that's it. Only to you. Stop being afraid and do it. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. This is either going to be the most successful podcast I've ever had, and I'm actually going to get some feedback. Literally, no one ever tells me anything. I just put this out into the ether and hope you guys like it, or this is going to be the end of me. So here we go. Uh, Give yourself five years. This is the five year anniversary of Meet the Creatives. And I still, just like in full transparency, it's going good. It could be going a lot better, but I'm a lot more kind and generous to myself now because I realized that insert bullshit quote about like, you know, anything worth having takes a long time. It's true. It's 100% true. And whenever I would ask for advice from people that I always, I always say like, be patient and, and, and be kind to yourself and I would never do it. And um, that's the recipe for, for success is to be patient. So get after it and be tenacious and also be kind to yourself when it doesn't work out because- like, if I were to go back in a time machine and show my – like, if I can go back as me, like, think like Austin Powers when he jumps into the like the little swirly thing. If I could jump back five years from now and talk to myself, first off, I'd have to, like, you know, I'd have to brief five years ago Rob on uh, the shit show that I was about to embark on between Donald Trump being president, between um, all the COVID and everything like that. But, you know, like, other than that, it's been a really incredible – Emotional roller coaster, beautiful life that I've lived within these five years, and I would have never, never, never um, believed, my, you know, that I would have a podcast that was doing really well, that I would have all these people that I've met, and that I would get to, you know, I didn't even, you know, know about half of the stuff that I know about now, um, and that's five years. And for a lot of you, you're twenty two years old. I don't, okay. Whatever, fuck it. It's my podcast. Here we go. This is the new me. New me is different, more honest. Here's the thing, and I know I'm probably gonna turn a lot of you guys off with this, but I don't really give a fuck because I feel like a lot of you guys need to hear this. Gen Z, I'm talking to you. The 22 year olds out there, I'm talking to you. The 18 year olds who are really getting after it, I really, I, I see you out there. You're getting after it early. Here's the thing, it's not a generational thing. It's your age. You're 22. And you think that the world owes you something. And to be honest, it really doesn't. You going to school and getting a bachelor's degree from SVA or from like some random college in the middle of nowhere or getting your master's degree from Yale, nobody owes you shit. No one does. Hang in there. Stick with me. Stick with me. Don't unsubscribe. Don't want to start my podcast yet. There's a point to all this. There are... Hundreds of thousands of people out ahead of you who have been working in this field for a long time, and right now is an it is an incredibly difficult time to get a job. Yes, we've all been through a lot. Yes, you like may have missed your prom or like you may have had things go over in your life that are really difficult. And I, bro, on some real shit, I can I I, I get it hundred percent. I got sober during this time. I went to therapy during this time. I've had like several breakdowns during this time. I thought about quitting this podcast. Totally get it. Here's the thing about your generation. So has everybody else. And those people have kids and those people have mortgages and they're getting after it and they have more experience than you and they've been in this game longer than you have. So if you're just leaving school, you need to get really honest with yourself. There's a lot of competition out there there's a lot of really talented people. Like I said, in today's day and age, you could just go out and Google it or YouTube it or whatever, LinkedIn Learning. Leaving school and thinking that, that you are owed something is a terrible, terrible mistake. And I know that some of you are probably annoyed by this. I know you don't want to hear it. It's like, fuck you, bro, with your like, yeah, I know that it says and others on your Instagram because you have no engagement. You're a fucking loser. So why don't you go like stop judging me and do better yourself? Fine, fair enough, fair enough. But here's the deal. You need to get out there and get after it. If you spend most of your waking hours aimlessly scrolling through TikTok and talking about how like you wish you lived in the 90s or whatever, you're a loser. I know you can do better. You are my friend and I am saying this because I love you. In some ways, I am talking to my older self at 22 years old who worked at BuzzFeed and was terrible and didn't know how to make the cheeseburger. Learn how to make a better cheeseburger and do something with your life. Because no one, and I mean no one, feels sorry for you. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. Nobody feels bad for you that you've had to go through a rough couple of years. Everybody else went through the same thing. And a lot of them did that with kids. And a lot of them had their houses foreclosed on. And a lot of people are homeless and they're dealing with like addiction and having all these different things. So the notion that you leaving school somehow gives you some sort of pass is bullshit. This one's for you. Get out there and get after it because there's a big, beautiful world out there with your name on it, but you have to work. You have to work. You cannot live off the government. You cannot live off of stimulus checks. You need to be able to afford things. I see it all the time. I literally deleted my TikTok for this very reason. Oh, we'll never own a house. Da, 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 da. Like, and listen, I still rent and I still have all these things, but you're 23 years old. Get fucked. Sorry. Okay, we're done. We're done nothing is owed to you. You have to go get it. You have to go earn it, but it's fun. It's fun. You're in the dopest, coolest, most awesome profession ever. You literally get to make shit. All right. Last thing. And to end on a positive note, play in the land of make-believe. Or as I said, on the last podcast with River Cousin, play diner. There will come a time where you will probably not get a job. As I've mentioned here, it's hard out there, but it's okay. And I know that I was really hard on you guys in that last thing there, but uh, there's a point to all this. Being a creative is like the most fun thing ever. But sometimes you get jaded by this industry and you kind of just don't know what to do. You don't know how to come up with with new work. So what I would encourage you to do is to play in the land of make-believe or to just use that part of your childlike imagination that allows you to play. Just pretend. Like people always ask me, like, how do how do I create a, a book that would allow me to get a job at my favorite agency? Or they might say something along the lines of I have not gotten the opportunity to work at, you know, with alongside these clients or have these clients in my portfolio. Okay. So we're gonna play in the land of make believe. We're going to imagine with our childlike imagination, you got the job. You got it. You did it. Nike, all these different people, they're all your clients. You brought in all this new business. You could work for any brand in the world. Now make something. And that's really, really, really fun. And you can make a whole portfolio on Squarespace and you could do all this different stuff. Have fun with it and just make it up. Make it up as you go and just pretend. Just make believe. You know, you want to be an illustrator? Photoshop your thing on the New York Times. You know, like there's really no rhyme or reason to this. And there's really not a whole lot that's stopping you from just putting it out there. Just make it, you know, clear that you're putting it out there. I hope that this was helpful and I just I really I wish for the best for you guys and I've tried to have some humor and optimism along with some tough love in here but it's all love dude I really do love you guys and I don't want to see you make the same mistakes that I've made because everything that I've given you guys a hard time about today is something that I myself have done and it's that's the reason why I say it I just got a new uh, Amazon notification my shopping is getting out of hand I'm sorry And if you feel like you're struggling, I should say this too, that I would really encourage you guys to look after your mental health first and foremost. I know I'm saying a lot of stuff like toughen up and let it out. But if you feel like you're in a bad place, I know it's really kind of rough times and stuff like that. I would definitely seek out therapy. I got sober during this time. I'm coming up on two years of sobriety. I regularly attend therapy. And while I have a lot of chutzpah and pizzazz going into this thing, I really encourage you guys to look after your mental health first and foremost, because in all in all seriousness, if that's not in a good place, then you're not going to be able to do any of this shit. But if you feel like your mental health is not a good place and you're still complaining, man the fuck up, son. That's it. Sorry. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, I will definitely be back maybe before the holidays or probably after the holidays, Um, And there's no signs of slowing down because speaking of depression, I will spiral out of control in depression um, if I don't do this podcast on a consistent and regular basis with all this lockdown shit that we're about to be dealing with because it's coming. Prepare yourselves. That's going to be all right. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's not on Spotify because I put music on there, and for some reason I can't get it back up. And I'm going to be switching in the new year uh, more towards YouTube. It's uh, Meet the Creatives NY on Instagram, MeettheCreatives.org, and I will be releasing within the next week the Meet the Creatives uh, Learning tab, which is going to have all my favorite videos and all my favorite classes and a lot of the stuff that I talked about today. And I'll make sure that I put this PDF on there as well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.